right. Yeah, so before before Marvin gets on, I got to, um, so Respectfully Podcast, this is the Gender Wars episode. <laughs> so this is the Gender Wars episode. Yo, you got to turn your camera on, bro. What's up? What happened? My camera on? What the fuck is going right, on with you? But I'm going to just go ahead and start it off before Marvin uh, hopped in, because I got to get this off before, because I don't want to offend any political connects that he has. Okay. Um, I don't know how to get my camera popping. I don't know why it's not on. Okay. Um, but yeah, so basically. Oh. Um, okay. Yo, what's up with your, yo, what's up with the, the, the HD? What you mean? It don't look the same like it like it used to. Which is it's using your phone. You still yeah, using your phone? Okay. Using my... All right, well, it looks good. I think it's because mine just so extra crispy right now. I just need you to relax, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to humble yourself immediately, okay? All right. Sit down. Right. Okay. Be humble, Be humble okay. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. So before Bob and Gidon, I gotta get this off. So basically, this is a gender wars episode. We're talking about just uh, gender war specifically in the black community, but so I recently had a situation where um, I forgot how to put this. Um, okay, so this story is a great example of uh, black gender wars. Um, typical story that they, you know, put out in movies, Hollywood, media, books, social media, so on and so forth of the black woman being successful and the black man not being as successful and the black woman can't find a good black man because of that dynamic, right? Okay. Um, and so um, I had a recent situation. It really wasn't recent. This is somebody I've known for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and um, due to recent events, uh, I, you know, I, I, just feel, I just feel it necessary, not so much to air uh, her out individually, but just okay. to air out, um, you know what? I'm gonna say it like this. You know, in the in the word of God, you know, pray the Lord. There's a scripture that says, hey, I'm all over the place, Nick. So there's a scripture that says, we fight not against flesh and blood, but spiritual wickedness in high places, right? So I'm not airing out an individual person. And I'm not saying that she's spiritually wicked. I am saying that there is a spiritual ideology, a spiritual approach um, okay. that exists, that exists in certain spaces. Um, mm. And that's what I'm referring to, right? Mm. Just so happens that this is an anecdotal story about a woman that I know that exhibits some of those traits that okay. are somewhat counterproductive to the progress of Black people and Black women and Black men, not specifically her. Okay. Talking about the ideology, the, pro the approach. So this is uh, a woman that I know that works for a multi-billion dollar, I think it's, a, it's at least a billion dollar company. It's a, um, a high powered uh, consulting firm um, in, the, in the DMV area. Um, we've all heard of it. Most people have heard of it if you're in this area. Um, and the name of the company is Accenture. Um, this is someone who is in the IT space, you know, in, the, in this area, the IT space is very, uh, proliferated. I mean, this is that is that is the where a lot of the money is generated 
in the DMV area, it's in the IT space via government contracts, government co consulting, management consulting, all mm -hmm. that good stuff. Makes sense. So, right. So she works in that space. And I had a situation years ago. I've known her for years. We went to undergrad together. We had a situation where uh, we were just chopping it up about, um, uh, about you know, uh, professional spaces, white collar space. And we were chopping up specifically about Accenture. And Accenture has a, she told me Accenture has a policy mm. where they do not hire uh, from HBCUs, right? Oh. So when she told me that, I was like, I was like, oh, snap. That's, that's wild. That's kind of racist, bro. Like, that's a real <laughs> policy? And yeah. she said, yeah, yeah, it's a real policy. But I didn't get the same vibe from her mm. that I got in my response. My response was, oh, that's kind of wild. That's kind of racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, kind yeah. of messed up. Her response was, I kind of got the vibe that she was like, okay with it, right? Mm. Um, and so I was like, you don't, well, I mean, what do you think about it? You think it's racist? And she was like, she's like, well, you know, I kind of understand. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. And the thing is, I was intrigued because this was a new sort of Negro. This is a new breed of Negro that I had never seen before or talked to. <laughs> I mean, well, you, least, you, you've seen it before. Well, you know what? I've seen it before, right? Yeah, I've, never, I've, I've never known, you know, this person. I've never known a person like that personally. Oh, you just never met him personally. Okay. Right, right, right. Um, so I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I said so, and I didn't, I didn't attack her. I didn't say, hey, well, why don't you think that's right? Because I didn't typically have those conversations with her because I didn't see her as the type that's like conscious, right? Okay. Um, you know, she's just a regular person that's just like going about her life, achieving mm -hmm. success, whatever. She's kind of like mm -hmm. indifferent to black things to mm -hmm. a certain extent. So I'm mm -hmm. like, so how, I mean, what, what, why do you say that that's not racist? And she responds by saying, oh, I mean, I kind of get it because a lot of the HBCUs don't produce the, um, the quality of IT student or prefer professional, right? Uh, from a skill set standpoint that they would be looking to have. So I'm like, okay, I, I feel you on that one. But then I kind of pushed back a little bit further. And I was like, well, I mean, don't you think that, you know, like they can have a policy where they say, where, where they hired say only the the honors students from hbcus right or the top 10 percent, right or the, mm. the the best in class from hbcus mm. right as opposed to just having a blanket policy where they refuse to hire any students from hbcus right yeah, so say it again i said that sounds nuts like you don't necessarily sound right it, it sounds racist bro yeah, exactly <laughs> I mean, that's, that was that was my sentiments exactly, right? Yeah, so, got, what? That's what she should have been like. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but again, I've noticed with 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 a certain profile of woman that operates at certain levels, or or they're on certain trajectories in the white collar space, you can't really say it to them like that because mm. they will see it as an attack. Okay. No matter how reasonable the response is, they will see it as an attack. They're like, who are you to tell me how things operate in my space and in my industry? Well, you know. So, so it's a real thing, bro. It's it's weird. So, um, so anyway, so I say that to her, and she goes, "Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, but you know, I still kind of get why they wouldn't want to hire, right?" 
I'm not even going to tell you the whole conversation. That's pretty much the, the, the long and short of the conversation. You get the point. Everybody gets the point, right? Fast forward to maybe five or six years later to current day, to right now, and we have BLM going on and, you know, all of the whites are just, you know, super engaged with, yeah. uh, with the blacks, right? Mm -hmm. And they want to be, they want to figure out how can we do the work? You know, mm -hmm. how can we make space for you guys? You know, how can we open up doors for you that prior we just couldn't figure out how to open them up, right? Mm -hmm. So, and they're starting to put certain people in position and they're starting to create certain diversity positions um, to, uh, you know, kind of address that effort to mm -hmm get more black people engaged, right? Mm -hmm. And so fast forward the current day, this person who agreed with that policy that effectively locked out any black people from every HBCU <laughs> is now, uh, has now been appointed to the um, IND. They created a position called IND, which is uh, Inclusion and Diversity. Right, oh, IND is the uh, acronym for so inclusion and diversity. So it's, it's an inclusion and diversity position mm -hmm. that they literally created, um, and they hand pick the person that they would like to occupy that position. And you guessed it. <laughs> Who do you think was put in that position? Probably her. Nailed it. So basically, <laughs> she's now occupying this position. And it's a position that was created, invented, and she was handpicked to occupy that position. So she's token, basically. And I'm not saying she's token, because a lot of times token has the connotation that a person is not qualified from a, from a skill set standpoint. So just like, well, we just get any random black she has definitely proven herself in the space that she's in. She has the hard skill sets, but she does identify with certain ideological leanings that would make her a prime candidate and the perfect profile for the black person that would be occupying that particular position. The token. As, as a gatekeeper. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, 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 listen. You said it, not me. Okay. You know, and, and listen, I'm not mad at you, bro. <laughs> hey, man, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, you know what the fucking rest. <laughs> like quack, what, what's the uh, what's the comedian? Oh, Shucky Ducky, nigga. Shucky Ducky, quack quack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is Shucky Ducky, dog. Shucky Ducky, quack quack. It sounded you know. to me like in, the, in those those few years before when you had that conversation, though, it sounded like she just didn't want any African-American uh, competition. Because I guarantee you that it's not a lot of people of, uh, of the melanated complexion in those spaces right away, right now. You know what I mean? And if you had a, a whole bunch of HBUC, HBCU people coming around, nine times out of 10, you got a lot of people that's vying for those same positions that are not open to a lot of melanated people. So she would have a lot more competition. So she's all like, you know what? It's cool. You know, <laughs> I'll be all right. And that, and that, and that, and that is a possibility. 
I'm not saying that that's definitely the case, but it's a possibility. No, I don't think it's definitely now, the case, now, but now, like it's in the back of her head. Yeah, it, it could yeah. definitely be in the back of her head. Also, um, there's a certain uh, kind of uh, perspective in these spaces because I've been in and out of those kinds of spaces a, a few mm -hmm. times. Um, there's a, there's like a this pervasive, it's very subtle, but it's this pervasive kind of like frame of thinking where black mm -hmm. people feel like they have to be responsible for all the other blacks in the space. That's very so, true. Yeah. So there's like this hypersensitivity over how black people are operating in these spaces and blah, blah, so on and so forth. So if somebody, if they get a bunch of black people in there and then, um, you know, I just, now on one hand, a lot of times black people are happy to see other black people, right? Come into those spaces, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Because they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. man, yo, I'm so happy to see you. It's like, yeah, you know I mean, it's like, it's like being, I don't know, like. Like being in Get Out, yo. Yeah, yeah, you know? But then you have certain Blacks that are very amicable, like genuinely amicable in these, with their white counterparts, yes. with their white cohorts in that space. And they genuinely enjoy the environment, that, that white environment. And I've seen, I've also seen that. And I'm just like, oh, wow, so they, they really enjoy this. Like a lot of Black people, what they do is they, they're like, look, I gotta get this money. Um, if I can, if I can get along with these, you know, folks, then it, it makes my job a lot easier. It makes them a lot more amicable to me. Um, and so I, it's more of a, it's more of a utility as, as it, you know, as opposed to something where I actually genuinely enjoy it. But some, some blacks, and it's, it's probably, it's kind of rare, but you will definitely find some black people that, I mean, you look at them and you're just like, oh my God, they're having a great time. <laughs> They are like really loving. They're not even playing around. They're not even pretending. They're the, they're you know? the Carltons, bro. They're the Carltons. Carlton Banks. You yeah, feel me? You know. Yeah, so not unusual. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't. It ain't unusual. You heard him. Yo. He did. Shucking hey, and jumping. Yo. yo, you was a wild boy. Yo. I'm just saying, though, cuz we all know. We all seen him before. You know yeah, I mean? and, and and I don't and this is the thing, man. Some of them they cool. I mean, now granted, at the end of the day, they might be a little, you know, some of them are cool, some of them are not cool, and they are dangerous. Yeah, um, yeah, very much. Cool. You know, uh, you know, so like look, get it how you live. You you, yeah, you, yeah. you know, like I'm, I'm not I'm, mad at none of them. I'm not mad at nobody because it takes a lot for black folk to succeed for a lifetime and generate revenue to be able to have a family, provide for themselves for 30, 40 years straight with white paychecks. It takes a lot, right? <laughs> and and and, yeah. and I will, I will, I will, I you when I was younger, I used to be like, man, yo, that's a cool, you know, like now it's like, look, if that's what you uh if that's how you get it, how you live, and I can't be mad at you because listen, it's tough out here. And if you don't play the game, it is it is very difficult to survive, you know. So I get it. The only time that I come in and I say, "Yo, that's I, that's a coon," is when I see them actively throwing black people under the bus in public. When I see them actively undercutting other black cohorts, yeah. that's when it gets like, "All right, nigga, look, get your bread." <laughs> yeah. 
But leave leave uh, leave the rest of us out of it. Don't hey, yo, don't undermine me, yo. Just because don't undermine me, up, bro. Don't right. step on my head so you can get out the quicksand, bro. I don't want to exactly, me. exactly. Leave be me out of it. Be not fair. You know. So, um, but yeah, I just had to. I just had to. Um, I just had to. You know, load the clip. Okay. And, you know, Bishop. Just had to Bishop him real quick. I understand. Like when, from what, from my understanding, she tried to block you. Well, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That that was a situation, um, you know. And I just responded, you know, say less. Yeah, yeah. I said grow up. I said grow up. <laughs> okay. And the thing is, for me to get into that conversation, I would have to get into, you know, backstory that really. No, 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 be, not necessary. You know, not necessary. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just two things you need to say, baby. Grow up. We don't got time for that. If you can't take these truth bombs, oh well, nigga. Hide. I don't give a fuck, nigga. Shit. Sorry. 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 Hey, look. Uh, sorry, what, what not the sorry. Is that what they say nowadays? Right. Sorry, not sorry, bro. You know what I mean? You know? You know? It is what it is so. in society, baby. Like, sometimes you just don't want to hear that shit. You don't want to hear that truth. But the reality is all there, baby. You know what I mean? They put you in a position to save face because apparently now Black Lives Matter because it has a logo. Apparently, apparently now. A logo. Like, if it wasn't yeah. a logo and it wasn't trendy to say, would it really matter? Mm. You know what I mean? That's a real question, you know? Ah, there you go. <laughs> uh -huh. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. If you were in a hashtag, yo, would it really matter? Like, seriously. Right. Right. You know, you know, we've been if it wasn't, for a if it time. wasn't, look, it, we've been around for a long time. <laughs> we've been, we've been alive and kicking for yeah. a long time. Do you mean to tell me I didn't matter until they made a hashtag, bro? Like, yo, I've been going to school and you know, <laughs> living my life, you know, buying shit, doing things that I need to do. And you mean to right. tell me my life ain't matter until they said. Hashtag that shit. I bet you didn't matter then. No, nigga, right? Just, and, and, not, and you know, and you know what it is. It's not lost on me. I tell mm -hmm. you, it's not lost on me that in order for them to really say that and hashtag it, um, just look at the things that needed to be highlighted in order for them to finally say that, right? Yeah. So they're just—they're literally just saying. I mean, this is the lowest. Uh, you know, uh, what, what would you call it? This is the lowest um, form of respect and appreciation. Their yeah. lives matter. Like it's just like for that is a bold statement for a lot of yeah. these people to make. To make right, their lives just matter. So, I mean, yeah. So their lives matter. So we shouldn't just murder them haphazardly. <laughs> In cold blood in the middle of the street. Yeah. So, so, so I, that's a bold statement. That what? Wait, whoa, whoa! You're really pushing the envelope, aren't you? <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, bro. Baby steps. Okay. Because at first it was slavery, then it was Jim it was. Crow, then it, it was. was Jim Crow, then it was civil rights, civil. The right for people to actually look at me like I'm a motherfucking human being. Civil. Right. 
Right. Now we're just trying to matter. Yep. <laughs> That's all. We, we just we just, we just want to matter. We, we we just want we just want to be able to not get shot in the middle of the street and and die, and, yeah. and we just want people to be able to say like, hey, you shouldn't have did that. You shouldn't have put your knee on the back of that man's neck. That's what we're saying. That's right. not right. So now, so I mean, baby steps, baby. It took us about 600 years to get here. But guess what? It did. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. <laughs> and not to mention, it also <laughs> took it also took the millions of dollars. <laughs> and millions. That, that, that that incentivized the hashtag. Word, word. It literally you know. took the NBA. <laughs> took, right. It took the NBA and about six people dying in the street. Like that's what it is. So okay, that's fair enough. But on and, to the and, and my, my, mind you, uh, let's you know, like mind you, as far as how much of that money actually went to the Black Lives that they say matter. Yeah, um, that's yeah. a whole that's a whole other conversation. Black Lives so. Matter, but not 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 their bank accounts. You know, what I mean? <laughs> right. not our bank accounts. Well, they not do our, matter not our, Right, not our bank accounts. Not our organizations. Not our businesses. Yeah, not right. our schools. Not our, literally, just the concept, the theoretical abstract of lives, yeah. black. Yeah, that matters. But yeah. other than that, in a material sense. They haven't really figured out how to, you know, draw the connection between. I wonder, I wonder what's the going to happen in the next. I wonder what is going to, what the hashtag is going to be in the next twenty-five years. Like, right. that's going to be interesting. That that, that would be interesting. I well, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're already, they're already, uh, in my opinion, they're already working out the uh, the pivot to mm. replace that hashtag with another lives matter, you know, like just uh, oh, uh, yeah, place, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. fill, fill in blank here. Lives I know, matter, I, you know. I already know. I, yeah. I don't want to get in, I don't want to touch that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I don't want to touch I'm that. Not. I ain't touching it. Cause I ain't going to lie, I love General Siles. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just telling you, disrespectfully, okay? Straight up, I'm not oh. touching it. They you always matter. You are They've always mattered to me. Nigga, do you know how many Jackie Chan movies I own? Oh, I'm just being real. Christ. I'm 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 definitely gonna have to edit this. But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. This is the thing. But it's definitely going up on a disrespectful side. <laughs> That's happening. Nigga, you be glad this ain't live, nigga. You What'd you mean? say? Just be glad this ain't live, nigga. Right. You know what I mean? Because I would be singing that song from motherfucking <laughs> The Last Dragon. Sookie, okie, you suck it, soup. I suck it to me. I suck it to you. And that is the most racist shit. <laughs> Yo, and the thing is that that I used to I used to have these conversations back in the day and and yes, bro. And and with other minorities. And, and they'll be like, well, you know, we're discriminated against two, and, you know, it's all the same. And I'm like, well, it's levels to this shit. It so, is. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, when it comes to stereotypes and all that good stuff, I would much rather be stereotyped as a hard worker, great at math, intelligent, 
and I can't um, drive. And I can't drive. <laughs> I, I would I would much prefer those stereotypes than the ones that we have of oh man la- lazy, Lord. dangerous, uh, lethal force sh- cannon should be used. Sexually <laughs> driven. Sexually and, driven. And, and and not just sexually driven, because that works out in our favor sometimes, but then it goes from sexually driven to rapacious. Like these, <laughs> it's just these black men that are just, you know, like lurking around all over the yeah. place, seeking whom they can rape at any given moment. You know, like it's just that whole, you know, like I that I don't think that they would want to, if they woke up with those stereotypes, I think it would it would be the conversation would be a bit different. Right. So I mean to be honest um, with you, that's the re- that that right there, that that ideology right there is the reason why cocaine is illegal, bro. That's a fact. On some real shit. Used to be in our motherfucking Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, bro. That's a fact. <laughs> they took that shit out because they said it made the niggas so sexually driven that they were just randomly raping white bitches. Like <laughs> Hold up, I don't even know about that one. Yes, that's what they said, bro. That's real talk. I'm not even making this shit up. I can't even make that up. They were saying that Coca-Cola makes... Yes, cocaine used to be the wonder drug. It used to be what this vaccine is now. You know what I mean? It pretty much cured everything. They used to rub it on babies. I heard about that, yeah. Yeah, they used to rub it on babies' gums like they do gin when their teeth were um, coming in. Dead ass. It's to rub cocaine on babies' gums. (laughs) That's wild. (laughs) I know. And they made it illegal because they said they gave it to the slaves to make them work harder. And you know it makes you hella energetic and all that. You can do more stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you should give it to slaves to make them work a little bit harder and work longer hours and make it through the day. But they said it made them so sexually charged that they were just raping women on the docks. So that's why they made it illegal and that's why they pull it out of Coca-Cola. That's why Coca-Cola, I shouldn't say this, (laughs) but uh, yeah. Yo, it's 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 a bunch of different substances that have been made illegal. And the rationale behind it for so many of them, you know, including marijuana and now cocaine, um, it is, it's always, they always tied into some black threat, right? It's always mm-hmm. some, well, you know, if the blacks keep getting their hands on this stuff, then they're going to rape and kill us all. You know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's all, that's always the rationale that, that kind of like pushes public opinion into, okay, whatever. Yeah, just make it illegal. Whatever we got to do. <laughs> from yeah. killing us and raping us, you know, like, um, so yeah. All right. So, uh, let me, let me pause the, yeah, yeah we got to go ahead. All right. So basically this one is in my prayers. I know my gentleman here wants to say his prayers up to, to, to Earl Simmons, AKA hey, prayers, up, prayers up. Um, he's going through a really, really rough patch. Right now, if everybody knows exactly what he's going through, um, so no need to be the news about it, but it just understand that it is touching us to our soul. This is somebody that we grew up listening to. This is somebody yeah, that man. some of us actually idolized. I named a dog after my man before, so it's somebody really? that really touched my soul. Yeah, I named one of my pit bulls Earl, no lies. When was this? Which one was this? Uh, this you was you wasn't around, you was in school at the time when I had this dog. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He was out in Maryland at the time. 
Yeah. I didn't have for long. But seriously though. This like, when you was uh security, living up security? Nah, this is both this is before that. I was with Chanel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, with that being all said, just wanted to send my, my condolences and, and all you know my prayers to that gentleman and and just love. Just want to send love to him. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely love, man. Like just uh to touch on like a uh you know, reminisce on like first time I heard DMX. Oh yeah. Was I got a I got a mixtape. Mm -hmm. Back in the day when you, you we used to go up to Tapsico Flea. Word. And get the mixtapes. I got a mixtape from there. It was a clue. It was a DJ Clue mixtape. Do remember, remember, remember. <laughs> I'm mad you hit that. <laughs> I'm mad you hit that. Money too, bro. But look, but look, so Yo, listen. So I was with I was with Ron, my guard brother. I was with Ron and Arnie Lane, right? His okay. mother. Okay. And we driving back from Batapsico, about to go to his place, and uh, we playing the mixtape in the car. This is back with the you know the tape tapes. You know what I mean? So like, we playing it, and Arnie Lane like so he D DMX comes on, and first time like nobody had really heard him at this point, especially in Maryland, you know. Yeah. And so everybody in the car was like, yo, who is this? Including Arnie Lane. Like, she don't even listen to rap. And she was like, who is that? I like him. He, he sound different. I like him. Mm. And and ever since that moment, yo, that's like when, like, after that, he took off back-to-back -back platinum, I think, Diamond album? Uh, I know that it was platinum two times in the same year. Okay. He put out his dark and hell is hot and flesh in my flesh, blood of my blood in the same year. They both went plat. Got you. Got you. Nuts. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. So Un unseen before shit, you know? Right. Yo, yo. Yo, yo, what's yeah. up? What's oh, up, man? Yo, yo. Damn, yo, he yo. Got, he... oh, listen. It's Freddie Gibbs. Look at my man. <laughs> <laughs> yo. I was about to say my man rocking the MJ Baldy, yo, the 23. But yo, the yo. Freddie Gibbs was way better, yo. Yo, did you hear speaking of Freddie Freddie Gibbs? Did you hear like the little uh joke he told after the uh was it the Grammys? No. Nah. He had like a Grammy dinner or uh after party. And he nah, didn't man. win. He didn't he got nominated. He got the Grammy now, but he didn't win. Yeah, I think he, he lost, lost the Nas. Yeah, he yeah, lost yeah, the yeah. You felt the way about that. Yeah, I was like, why, nigga, why are you feeling the way? I don't understand. But anyway, so he was like, he was like, he was like, yeah, listen, I might have lost today, but I'm undefeated in court. <laughs> Bluff. Yo, listen, he was at a dinner with a bunch of people, and he stood up and said this with a pink suit on. And Come I was like, yo, I love Freddie Gibbs, man. Come on. I mean, yeah, you like you you love you love the salmon color. I understand it. You know what I mean? You okay, are, here, here, here we go. No, he no, like no. the salmon color sick nigga anyway. <laughs> all right. All right, everybody. Okay, listen, everybody relax. Everybody relax. I'm gonna let you breathe. Let's all let's all calm down. You know. All right. Nigga with I'm one salmon hoodie. One hand, one Sam hood. Yo, my nah, man, nigga, man hit me up. Candy. You came in this 
Hey, yo. Man. My man, yo, my man, my one of my frat brothers hit me up. One of my OGs, he was like one of the big homies. He, he was like, yo, I posted a, uh like something on online with the same hoodie. And I think I posted like two different things. And he was like, yo, this nigga in this salmon hoodie has got to be stopped. <laughs> he was like, yo, oh, you have man. got to be stopped, yo. Yes, man. Listen, man listen, I, you know, listen, if listen, I give you all the flavors of the hoodie pause. You feel me? So I mean, you know, somebody's hey, gotta do it, man. Somebody's somebody's gotta, gotta do it. Why somebody gotta say do it, right? Somebody gotta say it with their chest. Yeah, yeah, you said it. If you listen, if not, if not me, if not me, then who? Yeah, if bro. Not, if not, if not now, then when? Hey, bro, I ain't mad at you. You understand me? You know what I mean? You walk around with the motherfucking confidence of Richard Roundtree out this <laughs> motherfucker. Okay? You do that, bro. And I'm just He's talking, Richard Simmons. <laughs> you understand me? Yo, please don't, yo. Don't call me Richard Simmons, yo. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. I wouldn't Come do on. that. Come I on. Come on, Freddie. Come on, Dibs. <laughs> oh, man. Yo. Oh, I'm, man. I'm a head challenge up here, brother. No, if no, I had no. my hair, I would look like George Jefferson. No, yo, you, you still got you still got some of the top left. No, oh, you ain't you, you ain't see me in a minute, bro. I'm telling you, it's oh, it's all gone. Out, it's bad up here. Oh, Damn, man. it's all gone, man. You can't even do, you crazy. can't even do the joint where they where they give you like where they do the close joint and they kind of fade in the, the side, corners. Oh, nah, nah, nah just, yeah. don't jump out the window and do That's no, no That's all I'm telling you, sure. Yeah, don't do nah, it. All right, look around here looking I like can't do Yo, I don't want you to do that to yourself. Listen, if I do listen. Beijing, it's it's like an art project. <laughs> it ain't working. Hey, look. It ain't working. Y'all said y'all said the Beijing about to look like this painting behind me, nigga. <laughs> yeah. I can't do a Bosky out on the top of this. <laughs> you know? There you go. I will be oh, so impressed. Yo, they bring and why they bring out that big ass paintbrush on niggas anyway. You ever seen know, before? You ever seen somebody get a Beijing before? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I have. In real life, is G. It's kind of crazy. So, like, full disclosure, like, on my hair, I have like a slanted hairline. So even back when I had cornrows, mm -hmm. like my shit would be a little bit slanted. So they would have to adjust it on this side to to make it with this side. Yeah. And now that I'm older, it's like. It's it's still thin on this side a little bit, so I got a little yeah. I mean, I I tell the barber to put a little dab right here. A little dab, not, not a little dab, you know, a little a little pinch. Look, you know I mean, you let Troy do it. Don't go too crazy. <laughs> yo, yo, you gotta let Troy do it. Yo, yo, Troy hook you up. Oh, soul, soul is the man. Yo, do y'all call him the soul? Man. Yeah, Look, yeah. So soul? yo, soul is the yo. man. Gary, Troy, Troy is a, uh, um, that's Trayvon's stepfather. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, oh, he, he knows he Trayvon? Got, I don't know if nah, he knows Trey. I know his dad. Oh, you know his Okay, right, right, yeah. Uh, yeah so, yeah, you know, know everybody, know, everybody know Troy, yo. Because he cuts right off Emerson Avenue. Um, What's the name of that shot? Well, they moved this, I think he moved now. They don't cut oh, there. Yeah, he moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's he, he at now? Yo, he used to cut on uh Huffman, so... That's how I know because his father had a barbershop. Oh, right. 
Okay. Right, right. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah, so I used to I get choice to get to Yeah, I might he's, have he's to up. I ain't gonna discuss what's going on under this motherfucking Lakers cap right now. Yo, but uh, listen, I, I got listen. with a Dominican. He got a little carried away with the razor blade. Oh, oh. Dang. yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. Did cut you up? I mean, I already got spiked. No, nah, the Dominicans have a habit of pushing you back. Word, word the mother, like, yo, homie, definitely getting sued the shit out of my face. That's one <laughs> thing I want to say about these dudes. These big poppy ass niggas need to cut it out with all this shit they doing. Okay. All right, don't these probably chulo ass niggas, yo. Blade, yo. You know what I mean? I walk up in the spot, I'm all extra, I got all the energy in the world. I'm all like, Kalo K, what's happening, <laughs> baby? He's all like, Hey, I got you next, baby. I got you, I got you. I'm all like, All right, cool. Yo, you was on, hey, look, you was on your pity, you was on your pity crack, and it ain't get my, it ain't get my <laughs> <laughs> word. I was in there. Yeah. I was like, come on, cut me up, Daddy Yankee. Let's get this popping. You hear me? <laughs> he go ahead and get to work the first time he knocked yeah. me out the ballpark. No hope, like straight up. So I'm like, all right, cool. I go back like a week later thinking I'm gonna get the yeah. same treatment. Man, he mm. done, yo. I swear to God, he's like Jason Voorhees, yo. He just he just he, yo, a slasher movie, yo. I was bleeding on my face. My hair was bleeding on a whole nother situation. Yeah, he cut the shit out of me, G. Oh, I thought you were saying he just pushed you, pushed you back. Oh, he pushed it back, though. I ain't gonna hold you. Like he definitely pushed. Well, he it pushed, back. he pushed it back, and he like. Oh yeah, yeah he tried to me. Like he tried to murder me, yo. It wouldn't stop bleeding. He kept on putting sand on my face and shit. I don't know what the fuck that shit is. It was just, it was just a terrible experience. I'm never going back again. I didn't tip. I didn't tip. You know what I mean? But you know, I, I had, I always had good experiences with the Dominicans because the Dominican they used to cut me. One thing about the Dominican shops is they give you the works, like, and it's yeah, just the, it's the standard. Like they hit you with the after they you know cut yeah, you, yeah. give you your cut. They put the the hot towel on you, shaving cream, no, you and you with the razor. You ever got that uh, mistreat? That mistreatment, yo. When they throw uh, the mist, the water, it's like a little water bottle contraption, whatever, and yeah. it spits like like it's like a humidifier, but they put it on your face. And they put the towel over your shit, and you just get you like in a like a sauna on your face. Dang. Uh, yeah, yo, I caught that one time, yeah, yo. I, yeah, see, I just got the hot towel. Like they take the hot towel, put yeah. it on your face, and all that. I got that 2022 treatment, yo. I don't know what the that's fuck crazy. you're doing. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I ain't never yeah, my, them again. My, yo, my Dominican, my Dominican used to hook me up, bro. Like, and it was like the standard to do that at Black Barbers. Yeah. They don't really, you got to request it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you they look at you funny, it. like, yo, you want all right. that? Right, right. Like, you don't want to do a job. Like, yeah, you want right. this tip, don't you, stupid? Go ahead, put that damn yeah. towel on my face. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I ain't going to disrespect. They're professionals, and they right. have a talent, and I ain't going to take it away, because I can't do it myself, because if I could, I wouldn't go. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. All right, so. Can you explain that? Well, it's a very sensitive subject, mm -hmm. and uh, certainly I uh, believe that I have tried to approach it from a very sensitive angle. Uh, what I have actually said is that the Black woman's disrespect and rebellion against the leadership and the authority of the Black man is a direct cause of the breakdown in the Black family structure. Uh, it's not an attack on us as Black women. 
It's just saying that in the breakdown of any relationship, both parties have to take responsibility. And as black women, we have been protected and insulated from any kind of examination about what our share of the responsibility is in the breakdown of the black family. Uh, my book represents the first platform, certainly that the black man has ever had to air his grievances about the black woman because no one would ever listen to him. They have only listened to us. Can you tell us a little bit about the book itself? Uh, what brought you to this point of having uh, to sit down and, and use your pen to write this book? Well, actually, it was my first book. In 1985, I authored uh, How Not to Eat Pork or Life Without the Pig. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that time, I was going around doing what I was calling Get Off That Hog Lectures. And uh, during my travels, I noted that uh, I would take the microscope and show people how you can't kill the trachina worm in pork by cooking it. Uh, heat was not destroying the worm, and I would show them, you know, the difference and uh, demonstrate how FDA was now using radiation to try to kill the worms and pork because cooking was not working, which is what we had always been told. And uh, during that time, a lot of Black men were in agreement to get off uh, eating pork. They wanted to change their eating habits, and uh, they were happy to find out some information that might possibly save their lives. But it was Black women who were the most adamant, uh, who refused to change meal planning techniques, uh, seasoning food, cooking techniques. And so I said, uh, hmm, that's interesting. I said, if we are refusing to provide the black man with the proper physical food, when we know that food is what sustains life, then what else are we withholding from him? Possibly there are some other areas, emotionally, spiritually, you know, psychologically, that uh, we are affecting his behavior by what we do or what we withhold and refuse to give. And uh, that led me to try to find out. You know, we've always heard that the black man leaves the black family, uh, abandons his woman and children, won't take care of the children, won't work, stays out all night, turns into a drunk, takes drugs. You know, we've heard a lot of negative things. Most of them are true. But uh, I wanted to find out what happens before it gets to that point. What leads up to the breakdown? We've never gone back to try to find out what happens between the black man and a black woman that makes him go off and do all of these bad things. Uh, to assume that this is just normal, natural behavior for black men would be to assume that he is naturally bad. And I do not believe that uh, the man that God gave to us as a mate is a naturally bad person. And so I wanted to try to uh, examine what goes on with him. What, what's his side of the story? Did We've a black man ask you to write this book? Oh, no, 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 certainly not. Uh, I think they were just as surprised as black women. <laughs> uh, many of them approached the uh, title with a little uh, apprehension because they have not had a, a champion. We have never had a black woman who actually stood up and said, I'm standing up for the black man's side of the story. Uh, we know what our side is and uh, both sides are true. We have done some very dreadful things to each other and I don't exonerate black men, which is a, kind of a, a misconception that people have. I just say that we know his side. What about our side? And we do have a side. Uh, we have adopted uh, some wrong standards. We are judging our men many times by the wrong value system. Uh, we are using his children sometimes against him. Uh, we have been told that the only benefit that a black man provides in a home is money. All right. So you see what type of town we're in. Look at Marvin, promotion. Right, clearly. We killed that. Um. <clears throat> I see you. All right, so, so I didn't get my son something to eat. Oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, you all good. I mean, listen, black fathers, black fathers, all black day. Black fathers, yeah. Um, 
so yeah so i played that clip because i, I really wanted to one of the one of the, the bigger takeaways from that clip was a statement she made when she when she said we've both hurt each other in different ways but we know our side but there's no place for the black man to tell his side right yeah. um and i've had a lot of just personal conversation with friends of mine you know within my age group my cohorts and then i've seen you know the previous generation like our fathers and uncles and you know stuff like that go through other situations and there's nowhere for black men to talk about the things that they're going through there's no platform that really opens up a space for black men to talk about those things and if a black man does decide to speak on those things from a black male perspective, right? Um, that conversation is not celebrated. It is not supported. It is not condoned. And most of the time it's attacked. Um, so, you know, it, it was, it was, it was a, a big statement that she made and she said a lot of different things, but, I, but that was one of my biggest takeaways. And that's kind of like my thesis. My thesis is that, yes, we are all black. We go through things and we hurt each other in different ways because we have a, a history of trauma. And I'm not saying that all black people's histories and lives, our entire lives are just trauma ridden, right? Because we do have a lot, there's a lot of love in black households, there's a lot of healthy things in black households, right? But there's also some trauma. And as a result, black men have done things to further hurt black women. Black women have done further things to further hurt black men. But only one side of, of, of that is elevated to a point where you see it all over social media, you see it in books, see it in talk shows, you see, you see whole um, shows done on it on TV. Um, and, and that side of the conversation is the black woman's side. Black men are always kind of held accountable for, we're not this, we're not that. If we don't have this, then we're not, we shouldn't be valued as this. If we don't get that together, then we don't deserve this and deserve that. The same is not, the same, uh, the same things are not levied against uh, the women in our community. My goal is not to levy, my goal is not to levy those criticisms against women. My goal is to open up the conversation for both sides, right? And also really just to provide a platform for black men, because I have a lot of friends of mine who I've seen go through a lot of things as a result of them being um, so I just think it's important because I like I said, I have you know friends of mine who have gone through so many different things stemming from you know either their things that they that were done to them by their mothers in the household. Um, things that were done to them by their significant other, um, ways in which their children have been used against them, ways in which their, uh, their, their, their financial well-being has been attacked um, by their significant other or their former significant other. And, and I'm not talking about men who are like just, you know, like it's not like a Tyler Perry. Everything is not a Tyler Perry film where Black men are just waking up and the woman gives him breakfast and like, what is this, bitch? Pop, 
and just smacks her. And then you're like, what, what is that's no context? What the hell is going on? Right. So like that isn't the typical situation. That is that is pushed so often in the public sphere that the guys that actually go through stuff where it's like they didn't they weren't actually bad guys. Um, they have no space to really kind of like uh you know vent or or um kind of talk about what they've been through uh and get that support because everybody automatically thinks you deserved it, you're a black man, y'all ain't no good. Yeah. It's like, bro, we get in there, I'm bro. struggling out here, you know. We get in there though. Like I'm starting to notice that yeah, like, yeah more and yeah. more we're starting to see a lot of you know, different pods and different type of content creators that are putting out information that is very valuable to to the black man. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I like, right. and it's 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 so necessary. And I'm happy that this is starting. I mean, this is this is something that had to happen. I mean, how are we ever going to be able to push the culture if you know we don't get that type of information? You know what I'm saying? Right. right. I mean, because the sad thing about it is, you know. The reality is, is that a lot of men, black men, that is, grew up grew up without fathers. You know what I'm saying? Right. So never be able to give them, given those tools in order to understand what a black man or what a man in general really stands for. Right. You know what I'm saying? They just understand right. that they are they are the more uh, they are the dominant of the two of the human you know of the of the sexes because we have bigger muscles. And that's how you assume your dominance by, right. you know, beating on somebody or, you know. Right, like the hyper-masculinity. Hyper and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and now, in turn, you know what I'm saying, women have been, because the Black man has not been around, women have taken the load of that. And yep. now that has started to transform into something else. And that is the right. pushback on our society now. You know what I mean? Yep. It's, it's definitely and, dangerous because now we're starting to devalue the actual, you know, what what it is to be a black man. It's starting to be devalued more and more yep. by our media and by our own women. It, and that, and that and that's that's the key. I'm gonna let you jump in next, Marvin. But like that's the key yeah. is that I always say to people back in the day, we're, we're no stranger to how American society loves to demonize black men right it's just it's it's a it's a it's a, a disturbing uh perverse obsession they have with uh bashing black men and demonizing black men you see it all over the place you know even some of our greatest athletes you see it with tiger woods recently they came out with a the documentary quote unquote that was really just a hit piece on him and his father it was weird then you have uh and they do the same thing with um serena williams father Right. It, it's like it's just like they they go out of their way to paint this demonic picture of black men. Right. So we're used to that. Um, that's nothing new. But what is new is now we have black women joining in. Right. And supporting it. Yo, and this that's the part that gets weird. And it's just like and, and also also and, and listen, respectfully. It also comes a lot from the LGBTQ community, right? Okay. I, yeah. So it's like you'll see black women, LGBTQ kind of joining forces to just kind of like push that that talking point and that narrative even further uh, with 
with white liberals, you know. And so you see it all the time, and it's something that it's something that it's it's important to be addressed because brothers are really going through some real things out here. Um, and and it's not just like, oh well, y'all just complaining all day. Like, no, brothers are going through a lot of mental health problems. I know brothers that turn to alcohol because of their relationships. Say it again. I said some real PTSD going out here with some of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, and with women, their PTSD is definitely talked about, right? Yeah. And 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 you know what? I got another point that I'll make, but I'll let Marvin go. Um because I want I want to get everybody to chime in first before we uh, get into this so, Derek so, Jackson guy. I mean, wow, well, I, I I didn't really know much about uh, Derek Jackson. Um, but no, this I is still, like people, this, this is still the intro. We're not talking about okay, Derek Jackson. Yet. Okay, oh, okay. So, I mean, I I feel like that, like I grew up with strong women and strong men in my life. Right. Uh, yeah. So, I personally would never say you know this or that about this person that like even my own personal relationships uh there was some bad experiences but i'm not i'm not naive enough to just say well everybody is one way you know like i don't make like i i try my best not to generalize and say well you know right. that situation is bad but not all you know right. these women are bad you know, i'm not gonna say that right uh, right that's just being you know, kind of thoughtful and not really getting, getting into a a really um, emotional argument. You know, it's, it's it's real logical. Like, well, that was one person. It's not all people. So you gotta, you know, yep. try to try your best to distinguish between the two. Um, yep. And I think that that takes a lot of maturity to really sit back and and sort of analyze yourself first. But well, where did I make these mistakes at? Or did not see this coming. You know, like I, I do a lot of sort of uh, self reflection. Self, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I do that a lot just to make sure that that my thoughts is always aligned and that um, sort of a self check before right. I speak on on something. Yep. You know, and I noticed that a lot of these conversations become one sided. And then people dig their hills, and then they want to die on that hill, right? Even though you're just wrong, and most it's, people, it's, it, even though it's 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 pretty much com- completely emotionally fueled and not right. really based on any real. Fact and you're gonna or... die on that hill, right? Right. You know, but it's only because people typically don't like being wrong. You know. They... You know what? And Gary, remember. That's a great segue because I'm a, I'm gonna edit this in. Okay. Remember the podcast we did? This is before Marvin joined, and I get and I was talking about that article, mm-hmm. and it had the two two uh, researchers from Howard. Yeah. And they did all those myth busters with all those statistics. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm gonna put in right here. Okay. 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 So that we can we can address basically Marvin. It was basically like addressing. The uh, the stereotypes or the narrative that black women can't find uh, black men or don't or don't get married because they're just out of black men's league and black men can't keep up, so they end up not being married as often. And then the black men who are in their league, um, 
typically marry outside of the race. Um, there were a few different myths and, and this article, it was a couple of researchers from Howard and they went down the, it was about three or four of them and they went down and just busted all the myths. And they did it with data for evidence. They looked at, they looked at the original research that kind of put that propaganda out there and they looked at, okay, what was the sample size? What demographics did they look at? Age restrictions, all these different variables. And they were like, wait, okay, this is not accurate, you know? So we did a podcast on that and I, I broke that down and then we, you know, had another conversation about it. But yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll edit that in, in here. I'm about to. All right, so so this this is this is for, you know, because we love black people, uh, we love black men, we love black women. Pause. But we love the black community, right? Absolutely. Um, and we want to see, you know, we you know, black people have a tendency to have these gender wars, right? And a lot of these gender wars are, uh, you know, influenced by. A lot of myths, it's a lot of mythology, it's a lot of opinion, it's a lot of stereotypical mm -hmm. rhetoric um, that kind of shapes the conversation. And so basically, we want to clear that up. And so uh, so there's, a, there's an article that came out recently. The title of the article is The Top Four Myths About Black Marriage. All right. Mm -hmm. So um, and, and this and this allows us to have a conversation that is centered around, you know, facts and data, not feelings and opinion, right? Mm -hmm. Two different things, all right? And the biggest difference in those two things is, one is effective mm -hmm. and productive. The other one is ineffective and counterproductive. Mm -hmm. I'll let you all decide which one is which, all right? Respectfully. Um, so, okay, first myth, black women don't marry, all right? Mm. So, all right, so in the article, it says that there's a statistic where Yale University found, I don't know what year this was done in, it doesn't uh, cite the year, but there was a year, uh, a Yale University study that found that just 42% of black women are married, right? Mm. And it also says they're, they're, there's a variety of high profile news and networks such as CNN and NBC, ABC that picked up on the figure and ran with it. Uh, but there are two researchers out of Howard University, shout out to HU, mm. uh, what's that, the Bisons? That's yeah, no. It, it, what the fuck is Howard? <laughs> I thought the Bison's was uh Morgan, yo. Okay, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Like, I don't know. Please don't forgive know. me. Please forgive me. Anybody from HU, Morgan, I know everybody's very passionate about the, the HBCU. So no disrespect, only respect for me. All right. But yeah, shout out to HU. We love HU. Um, but two researchers outside of out of HU, Howard University. Ivory Tolson and Bryant Marks, because I want to give them credit for this, um, questioned the accuracy of the finding. This is what the article says about that. Black men drop black women as soon as they reach a certain level of success. Mm. Don't they? Question mark. This is what the article says. While plenty of black rap stars, athletes, and musicians may choose to date or marry interracially, 
when they achieve fame. The same is not true for the bulk of successful black men, right? So basically the everyday black man who's just making, you know, six figures or close to six figures or above 60K, because when you look at the data on black, you know, uh, income, mm. you know, to be in the top 80th percentile, you, you can make like 60, 70K and, and you're like making more than a lot of other um, so it says, by analyzing census data, Tolson and Marx found that 83% of married black, black men who earned at least 100,000 annually are hitched to black women, basically meaning they're married to black women, right? 83%, that is an overwhelming majority, right? Mm. The same is the case for educated black men of all incomes, 85% of black male college graduates married black women. 88% of married black men, no matter their income, educational background or whatever, have, have black wives, right? Mm. This means that interracial marriage should not alone be held responsible for the singleness of black women. So basically, I'm just gonna go ahead and sum up the article. I think that's pretty much it. Let me, let me make sure black men don't, oh shit, they got another one in here. Okay, so the next one is black men don't earn as much as black women. I'm looking forward to this one. All right, so the, so the last and final point is, uh, so they're addressing the myth that black men don't earn as much as, as black women. Um, that was a myth? Yeah, so they're saying that black, so the myth is basically that uh, black women that are earning, uh, that are, you know, white collar in the white collar space or whatever. Yeah. It's hard for them to find a black man because one, they're marrying white women. Two, the rest of them just aren't making any money. So they can't mm. keep up with-, with, with Okay, okay. Right? okay. Uh, so basically what the article says is, so to push back against that, it says actually black men are more likely than black women to bring home at least 75K annually, right? Also, double the amount of black men and black women make at least 250k annually, right? Okay. Now, 250k annually, and this is all right. So that's that's me running through the whole article. Now we can get into the discussions uh, part of it. Yeah. My thing about the there's a there's a gender glass ceiling when it comes to black men and black women. Um, in my opinion, and I haven't looked at the data on it, but in my opinion. The gender gap when it comes to black people doesn't come in until you reach the executive level. And then you'll see like, you know, men are more welcomed in that space than women, right? Okay. And so you're gonna have more black men that make 250K plus than black women because at the at the exec level, yeah. that gender gap really comes in pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prior to that level. Black women a lot of times are hired more often um, than black men because the race pay gap and the race hire gap hits black men harder than it does black women, right? Okay. But that's a side note. But now we're gonna deal with the actual article. So yeah. we got three myths that were just busted in this article, right? Yeah. The myth that black men successful and unsuccessful made marry outside of their race. And that's what makes it hard for women to find marriage. The other myth is black men don't make as much as black women. And so therefore, if you're a successful black woman, 
you mm-hmm. cannot find a mate that matches your uh, you know, your your income level, right? That's that's the second. Thing. Okay, yeah, that was pretty much it. Black men don't earn as much. Don't earn as much. All right, so so we just through this article, through data, you know, all of that was kind of um, challenged in a factual way, right? It wasn't opinions. It wasn't any of that. Wednesday, March 24th, goes the self-love ambassador, entrepreneur, social media relationship expert, author. He's wrote books like Hail Together Without Hurting Each Other. He wrote another book called Single Mothers Are For Grown Men Only. And he even wrote a book called A Cheating Man's Heart, <laughs> a fiction novel. Uh, I put fiction novel in air quotes because based on all these new developments, it's safe to say Derek Jackson's book, A Cheating Man's Heart, was probably based on a true story. Now, Derek has built a following, basically calling men out on their behavior, okay? Holding men accountable. I'm not mad at that. He's done it to me. He's done it to Little Duval. He's done it to Jim King. He's done it to Isaac Hayes III. This is his thing, okay? Holding men accountable. And I'm fine with that. I had him on my podcast, Brilliant Idiots, a few years ago. And on that podcast, we promised to hold each other accountable. Well... Derek Jackson, it's your turn to be held accountable. Okay, let's just get right to it. Derek Jackson is full of sh- Okay. The what? <laughs> I can't curse him. You know that. So you, you say, oh, what? <laughs> he, yes, he's Thank full you. of that. Okay? He's a liar. A textbook narcissist and manipulator who gets what he wants at the expense of other people's well-being. This is a guy who will get online and say this about men who have cheated. I have no sympathy for a man find it to be difficult to be faithful after being in a promiscuous lifestyle. And neither should you. Nobody told you to be promiscuous before the relationship. Nobody made you be monogamous with just her. You don't want her? Let another man have her. But the truth is, you've probably been cheating months before you actually put your dick in her. And more times, I would say nine times out of ten, when the dude gets caught cheating, that wasn't his very, very first time cheating. That wasn't his only time cheating. That was his only time getting caught. I agree with you there, <laughs> okay? And guess what? Derek Jackson himself is a cheater. Oh, he just got exposed by a woman named Candace. Uh, I can't pronounce her last name, but, but Derek Jackson, who is a married man, bought this woman to Atlanta to stay in his house. He shared with his wife and kids. The woman, Candace, who Derek was cheating with, actually took pictures of her laying in the bed. He shared with his wife in their Atlanta home. Derek Jackson, who spells his last name, J-A-X-N. Why? I don't know. That bothers me. Jackson may be a slave name, but when it comes to Black people, it's one of the greatest last names you can ever have. Why would you hack that? I mean, when you're talking Jackson, you're talking Samuel L., Janet, Jesse, Bo, Randy, Mahalia, and of course, Michael. But actually, I'm glad you don't spell your last name, Jackson, because you don't deserve to be in that Jackson power ranking, okay? If you were, you would be at the bottom right under Andrew. You know Andrew Jackson, seventh president of the United States, a slave master, ethnic cleanser, tyrant. If you actually spelled your last name, Jackson, correctly, you would be at the bottom of the list near him because of the level of evil that you display. Yes, my brother. See, what we're going to do here today is stop the shenanigans. Okay, see, my father always told me that when you lie, you're not lying to nobody but yourself. And I have watched you since this story broke just lie and attempt to continue to manipulate the public. I mean, that's what you do. You manipulate people. You get online and have these bad faith arguments, which is also textbook narcissism, meaning you don't care about or even try to understand the people that you speak about. You said it yourself. I don't have no sympathy for a man who cheats. Not only do you not care or attempt to understand 
the people you're talking about to have any sympathy or empathy, all right? You are dedicated to deliberately misunderstanding and mischaracterizing others to make yourself look good. You like to paint other men as being dishonest and deceptive and morally corrupt. Why? Because you're a narcissist, and that's what narcissists do, project their BS onto other people. The reason you love to paint men as dishonest, deceptive, and morally corrupt is because that's what you are. See, Derek, I waited to give you donkey because I wanted to see how you would react to all of this, and you reacted by doing what you've been doing all this time, and that's lying. See, I saw the first video you posted. When we first addressed the allegations, you said that you and your wife were separated during that time and that you and Candace have had a sexual relationship without actually having sex. Listen, I'm in screw-it mode, effort mode. I'm hitting up old chicks. I really don't care at this point. One of those people was a girl named Candace. Now, here's the thing. I ain't going to hold you. That is Nonsense. Word salad. Lies. Denying. Changing definitions. This is textbook narcissism, people. Lying about what happened. Denial. Delusion. Trying to confuse us to make us doubt the reality of the, reality of the situation. Narcissists are often ill-equipped to have mature discussions or resolve conflicts, but in their mind, they are experts at it. Okay, he don't even really understand what he's saying, but in his mind, he's being rational, reasonable, and correct. But the reality is, this nigga just lying. That's why. All right, so I, I don't want to play the whole thing because it, it, that joint is like 13 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, he cooks he, him. He cooks him. He, yeah, time he, time. He, he kills this dude, man. He just cooks him to death. But it's well deserved, though, Tommy. Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely well deserved. It's well deserved. When you yeah. pander, to the black woman, the way that this gentleman was pandering. I mean, he is the new designer. <laughs> he was pandering so crazy, though. He the new designer, yo? Yes, he is the new designer, yo. Like, this is <laughs> worse, yo. Yo, he had big Like, he was getting to it, yo. And it was mm. so crazy. It was just saying, you know, like, you know how, like, uh, everything that we were talking about before, about, like, how, you know, like, like our media kind of caters to the Black woman. He was on the front line carrying the flag, saying, women are queens, women are queens, women are... I, look, women, some women are queens. Not all of them. No, all women, all women are queens, but not all women behave like queens, right? No, Thomas. No, no, Thomas. We're not <laughs> going to do that today. You got to okay? say respectfully, bro. Okay, okay. Respectfully, we're not going to do that, okay? All right? We're going to call a spade a spade, my G. All right? Because they're not all queens just throwing their box out here, underhanded, waiting for somebody to knock that some bitch out the park. You hear me? No, queens don't do that type of shit, bro. Well, so this is, but you know, these days, these days, women are about sexual liberation. It shouldn't be these gender norms of double standards of like, oh, well, if a man does it, it he can still be a king and be knocking down all types of things. If a woman does it, then why can't she still be a queen, right? So like you gotta you gotta be careful because that that's kind of like the the okay the, okay okay. How, how now if we're talking about if we're talking in the dating marketplace here, 
right? Right. Yeah. And what women care for is to be protected. Right. They want to be secure. Right. They want to feel loved. Correct. Right. None of these right. things have anything to do with body count, my friend. None of these things. That's a fact. With men, on the other hand, we care about our women to be hold, hold themselves to the utmost of femininity. Right. Respect and be inspiration. Mm -hmm. There's other things that I don't want to, I don't want to say too, I don't want to get too Kevin Samuels right. with, but right. Right. a lot of things that he's already addressed is very true. Right. And then on top of anything else, body count matters. It does. It really does. When you're trying to pick your queen, body count does matter. Right. Because I'm gonna be real with you. If I if I'm out here trying to choose a wife, and you got five kids coming into this jump, I'm sorry, you didn't make the cut. You are the winkers link. Goodbye. Because do you understand how many? I like to go to Six Flags, yo. I do. I like to get on roller coasters and stuff like that of that nature, right? Oh, you boy. know me, ticket <laughs> that could possibly be. I gotta pay for for kids that don't have nothing to do with me. They probably not even gonna be grateful for the shit I do for them. Yo, <laughs> they gonna be all like, "Why daddy ain't here?" I'm still what the fuck? Hey, I'm just I saying. Hey, yo, yeah. I thought that'd be so much worse, Marvin. <laughs> yo, I tried to say, I was like, "Oh God, where the edit button?" No, no, no. I wasn't going to go that far. I didn't think so much no. worse than that. I was like, yeah, yeah, like it's it, 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 Quick story, though. Quick story, though. Because you got six flags, roller coasters, a bunch of people. Yeah, you know I mean, like, you you know, it's all kind of analogous. Everybody get a rest. There's so many ways that he could have made it analogous, but I appreciate what he just did. Quick story, though. Quick story. Quick story. Before I met my lady, you know. I was talking to I was talking to a, a funny enough a friend of hers, right? Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to a friend of hers, and she's a real pretty girl. You know what I mean? Took out of like a date or two. You know, she was right. really cool. Uh, we talked on the phone. She was she was kind of like you know, you know, kind of errant, but she was still cool as hell. Had yeah. nice conversations and stuff like that. Yeah. And we were getting to know each other. And, I, and then she asked me one on one of these conversations. Now, mind you, I've been talking for two or four weeks. Hmm. One of these conversations came up. She's like, you got any kids? And I'm all like, nah, I don't. You know what I mean? I protect right. myself. You right. know what I mean? I don't just go around shooting up everybody at a club. Right. You understand right. what I'm That's talking dangerous. about? That's dangerous. If I'm shooting up a club, it's with intent. Right. You understand what I'm talking about? You know? If I'm not, I'm, I'm a sniper with this, you know, because right. my pull-up game is clubs. You understand? <laughs> you go around shooting up clubs, you looking at five to ten kids. You did. <laughs> you did. You you know, that's, how you, that's how you catch you a case. That's how you definitely, and I don't want that case. <laughs> Especially not with a real terrible baby mother. Right. So she's all like, oh, you don't got no kids? I'm all like, nah. She's all like, well, I got five. I laughed a little. I said, <laughs> Oh, that's funny as hell. 
you you got five kids. You got to be playing, you know? She's like, no, all those kids you seen on my Facebook, they mine. I said, hold up, hold, hold up. There's a girl that's standing next to you that looks like she's 22. No, that's my oldest. She's 18. Hold up. How old are you again? She's 33. When did you start having babies? All right. She told me she had five kids. Again, I bring up the analogy again. I like to go to Six Flags, bro. Six Flags ain't cheap for seven tickets, my friend. You understand what I'm talking about? Body count matters, my friend. Body count matters. I'm sorry. Yeah, she had five kids, three baby fathers. Body count madness, bro. Mm. I blocked her immediately. You understand what I'm talking about? Blocked her. She got she got blocked, G. I can't do this. I'm not gonna play myself. Okay. So we got Gary's take. <laughs> oh, am I only one wondering that? <laughs> I think mom, if you see the podcast, she be no, I'm done with that. I hey, I <laughs> I ain't gonna say about that. I ain't trying to follow up. I'm good. Okay. All right. You cool? <laughs> I'm cool. I'm straight. All right. Um. Yeah, but body count does matter. I mean, I agree. Right. But the thing is, I think these days, everything's about double standards. So it's like, if a man can do it, why can't a woman do it? Yeah. So I do. Yeah, think- but when is it going to matter that we are two different types of you know, homo sapiens. Right. We desire yeah. two different types of things. Right. When is so that I mean, going to ever be the thing? You know, like I, I could get into the whole conversation of masculine versus feminine energy and the distinctions between the two and the way that they were both created for a reason to fit together as a puzzle. You can't put two of the same puzzle pieces together because they ain't going to fit. And right. I, and I'll be real with you. It's not about fair. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to be honest with you. As a man, I don't deal in the business of fair. I already have understood that life is not fair. If anybody knows that life is not fair, it is me. Yeah. So with that understanding, let's not worry about a double standard here. I don't care about your double standard. I care <laughs> about your body count. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think... I think you really, Garrett, you did a great job of driving that point home. Okay. I mean, you, 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 you know what I mean? Knocked it out the park. That shit gone. There it yeah. is. <laughs> it's, it's out of here. Just saying, so, bro. We talk about gender wars here, my G. So, this but, is what but, this okay. is. But, and but, on the battlefield, my friend, there is no... There's, there ain't no, there, yo, in the battlefield, body counts matter too, don't they? You get awards for that shit. Yo, Gary. That's all I'm saying, bro. Hey, it's That's all I'm today. saying. You in your bag today. You let me cook, my bad. You let me cook. It's been, yo, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since you really cooked. So, yeah, yeah that was, that was, that was necessary. But this is the thing. It's more than just body count involved, right? So, I mean, we're, we're talking about you know, like that's that is a thing, but we're also talking about you, you, I, you know, and this is what I kind of wanted to touch on. Like, I try to save this shit, my nigga, but you fucked up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not, no, 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 listen. I just, I'm just trying to, we got to get back on track. You didn't take us okay. off. Okay, my we, bad. We, we're getting all perspectives, but then we got to bring them all together, right? My bad, my bad. Because this is, this is like a, a, a platform for black men to kind of, 
give their perspectives, safe space, you know, black men, protect your energy, know your worth. Now nah, this is all for that disrespectful shit right here, baby. Well, I just yeah, wanted you, to get that. Yeah, yeah, you were definitely on some disrespectful shit. Um, but yeah, so with the Derek Jackson situation, Charlemagne, he said something where he, uh, what did he say? He said basically that, and you said the same thing, right? You said yes. that he's pandering to yes. black women, right? Yes. I think what's important to, to get out of the Derek Jackson thing because even though we talk about like uh you know like pop trends or social media trend trending type stuff, I only talk about the stuff that actually we can you know use it to talk about something substantial, something that's salient, you know, with black people, right? So his scenario is a great teachable moment, and it opens up a conversation about how black women are being pandered to um, yes. in this day and time. Mm -hmm. Right? Totally. Black, black women are being pandered to by guys like Derek Jackson. Mm -hmm. um, they're being pandered to by white liberals. And Tyler Perry. And Tyler Perry, of course, typical. They're being yeah. pandered to uh, by certain media outlets, certain liberal media outlets. It's a lot of pandering yeah. going on. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end, I'm gonna play a clip. I'm gonna I'm gonna close it out with a clip from uh, a woman that really she she nails it, man. But they're being pandered to by by in a lot of different ways, and they're also yeah. in um and with that pandering comes along a lot of a lot of time. It's a lot of overlap between that pandering and black male bashing, right? And so you you get you get this thing where it's like, and in my opinion, as a black male, a lot of it is fake admiration. A lot of it is fake admiration. And we see it with Derek Jackson. We see a guy who pretty much took advantage of a lot of women, right? Like I can't think of one man who has not been sent one of Derek Jackson's videos by a woman, right? Oh um, man, Where yeah. Mother, and, and the first time I you 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 oh yeah. Never, my man Marvin never. I mean, he married. Oh, well, that's because that's because Marvin's been married for a long time. And you, you are know, like, good. You are a good father that takes right, care exactly, of you. Exactly. Exactly. So sure, you wouldn't sure. be able to get something like that. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But it needs, it needs, so look, out in these old single streets, yo. Yeah, oh yeah. Out in the streets. He's he's very. Yeah, he, they sending it like it's a telegram out here, G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Golly. He, 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 he's mixed up in these streets. Yeah. yeah. So no, now that they're superhero, now that they're superhero, so, that, is that so? Like, yeah, we've all been sent these videos, and now what I'm noticing is a lot of <laughs> a lot of women trying to, you know, like distance themselves from this nigga, like they never sent these videos. I, oh, I've never heard of him. Oh, uh, I I sent a video about the. Uh, yeah, when was this? You know, like so. There's a lot of that going on. Last week, he was send a video of a nigga in a goddamn car in front of the bitches that he was smoking. Like he was up there knocking jokes down, and then immediately going there and pander. How do you? What kind of? What kind of nigga is you? I want to know. I want to know. Look, we know what kind of nigga. Look, we know what kind of nigga he is. A goofy, um, right? Like man, man. this is. This is the corny of all cornies type niggas. He like, like, he this like, nigga he is like, the, this thing, he, he's, he's King Dirty Mac, bro. 
Like yeah, he, he literally, like he literally turned Dirty Mac he is into like a brand. Eddie Long. He is like Cleflo <laughs> Dollar Eddie Long. I'm telling you, y'all. So, so, so look, so let me finish this thought real quick. So we, he is in an environment that cultivates pandering to black women, and all he did was just take advantage. Yeah, right and so and he's balling, and he's balling, he's balling, really balling yo, balling. Like yeah, definitely so, biggest plus, bro. Yeah, but women are using a lot of this pandering to put a battery in their back, mm -hmm. and they are moving in ways that are quite dysfunctional in their relationships. And just out in the world. Uh -huh. The right? delusion. The yeah. delusion. Yeah. And, and, and so and the thing is, when I first heard of Derek Jackson, it was, I knew off the rip. I'm like, oh, okay, this guy. I, I see you. I see you. Right? Like, I'm just looking at him like, yo, I see what you're doing. I yeah. like I get it. How I don't much like of it, it is dangerous? But I see what you're doing, right? Have you um, ever noticed that when somebody is always too much into one thing, and that's the exact thing that they're doing? Like, yeah. you know how I was like, yo, don't drink, don't drink, drink but you're the main one drinking. You're the main one telling <laughs> right. the guys not to drink. Like, yo, you're right. the main one doing it. Like, yeah. how much of that well, was like, you knew that this shoe was going to be next one to drop, right? Yeah. <laughs> and now yeah. what's sad is that, like, all the the, the 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 underlings of him are starting to pop up and rise to the top now. They yeah. all they all positioning themselves to take the bigs. The it's, it's more. It's, it's more? way more, bro. It's oh. way. Mm. Remember not as articulate uh, articulate as he is. Okay. So they're not gonna they're not gonna rest well. Not a lot of them look like that particular gentleman. So it's not gonna really rest well. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? If I give it to him, he's like, you know, he's super cocky diesel. You know right. what I mean? He's a handsome gentleman. Right. Ain't gonna take nothing away from him. He's a yeah. freaking genius. He knew exactly well, what I to mean, do. it's not, this is the thing. We gotta stop. We gotta stop throwing around the word genius, right? So like, nah, people bro. like him are not geniuses, but people like him are. When you have no moral compass, no conscience, and you really- Okay, my bad. You're right. It He's doesn't a snake take a lot of, it doesn't take, cause it's things I can do right now to start yeah. winning immediately, right? Yeah. But I have certain, a moral compass, okay. certain parameters yeah. that I won't get out of, right? All right, I was very loose with the word. Okay, yeah. he's a snake yeah. oil salesman. You know what <laughs> exactly. I mean? Exactly, exactly. That's what exactly. the brother is. Because, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's painfully obvious. You were over here talking about how men, you despise men that cheat, and you look at yourself in the mirror every day flexing your titty muscles. <laughs> I understand it ain't right, but it's his business. You know right. what I mean? And now he's trying to save face. To watch him try to save face, brother, did you see him? Yo. Talking Marvin, third so let's, person? Let's, 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 so Marvin. Cause we got to fill Marvin mm -hmm. in so he can be involved, engaged and all that. But so after, do you know what he did after he got caught in this scandal? Yeah. You, um, uh, I saw the uh, sort of third person conversation 
Um, okay. Oh, the reaction video to it? Yeah. His, uh, his apology video, which is hilarious. I thought that was goofy. That was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life, yo. How do you blame right. how do you blame Jesus and your fans for shit that you said? He said, yo, yo I man. found Jesus. He said, I found yeah. Jesus and it fucked my life up. My nigga really said that, yo. Real talk. Yeah, yeah bro. And and then and then he was, was talking awful. about he was talking about himself and his wife mm. in, in third person and yo. saying that I I think that people will look at him talking about himself. Yeah, bro. As though he made a mistake and now he's owning up to it, and his wife understands that, and blah blah, so on and so forth. Yeah. And and you know he what I started? You know what was just yo? You know what was what was the most disturbing about it? I actually started seeing like black women attacking his wife. Instead. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, like, are they so caught up into yeah. a narrative that was obviously? a false pandering narrative that mm. they will actually attack his wife before attacking him. And I'm not saying all women. I'm just saying there were enough women doing that that mm. it wasn't hard to find. It was just out there. You would just see it. You know? Bruh, so that shit was so crazy. That shit was look, so crazy. But look, I guess that was a quick one, man. But I, I, I do wanna, I do wanna, cause Gary, you killed that episode, that that segment. I mean, you know, we, we, sorry, we got that off. We got that off. That's still was hilarious. Bro. I just needed to you talk about it. it for laughs, yo. Cause I, I've been laughing about this shit for like a week, cause. <laughs> no talk. I've been laughing about this shit for like a week, man. But look, so I wanna, I wanna, um, it I do want. I'm gonna play this clip real quick just to put a button. It's kind yeah. of a short, kind of a short episode. We'll probably end up touching on it again. And uh, next time, I do want to involve, you know, some women that we can build with, and um, and not just that are in here talking about what well, niggas ain't and y'all ain't speaking on the behalf of women. I, you know, we don't want none of that. What we want is women that we can build with, and um, and all that. But look, so this is an episode where it's like, look, it's, it's three black men talking about gender wars and uh, critiquing, you know, critiquing women's behaviors to a certain extent, but there are no women involved. But they, I, I think it's important to include women in the conversation. And so I, that's why I, I, was, I was intentional about starting it out with a woman speaking to women. And I'm gonna end it out with a woman speaking to women, right? Um, so I'm gonna play this clip. If anybody wants to know who she is, then I can, uh, I can tell you who she is, um, but here we go. Here's the clip. And this is talking about pandering to black women, how pandering to black women is trendy now. Now, I disagree with that for several They was talking about how like black men and white women are in the same position, like of oppression, right? Now, I disagree with that for several different reasons. And then what made it more upsetting is that it was some black man on there co-signing what she was saying, like, well, I agree with her. She's right. You know, let me tell y'all something. The reason why I don't subscribe to this, femi this feminism nonsense, the reason why I don't subscribe to all of this women's empowerment nonsense is because it conveniently lumps white women into, into being oppressed. They are not oppressed. White women are oppressors, period. We have nothing in common with them. Nothing. You feel me? They benefit 
from all forms of white supremacy, all of it. Their domestic issues with their men is not oppression. You feel me? It's not. They be having their long little relationship arguments. They have their internal problems and issues and all that. That's not them being oppressed. That's not, that's them not knowing how to deal with their own men. They ain't got nothing to do with us. They ain't got nothing to do with their men oppressing them. You feel me? That's all that that is. And so for someone to say that, some person of color to say that nonsense, and then for a black man to co-sign it, it's just 100% out of line. You know what I'm saying? It's 100% out of line. And I guess I'm gonna have to like post a constant reminder, like a reminder every 30 days, just to let people know that we cannot get ourselves mixed up in this um, feminism, intersectionality nonsense. And we love it so much. Let me tell you why Black people love to, to claim intersectionality. I'm not just Black. I am a woman, too. Ugh. You feel me? Mm -hmm. I mean, are, are the police murdering women in mass? Like, what is the common denominator here? Because you guys know I, I like math, right? What is the common denominator? Are the police murdering women? Are, are women disproportionately imprisoned? they not, they not murdering people in the streets in cold blood because they're women. The common denominator is blackness. You feel me? That's the common denominator. Because if that was the case, if they was murdering people and murdering people and sending people to prison because they was women, it would be a whole bunch of white women being shot down in the streets. It'd be a whole lot of white women being wrongfully incarcerated and all of that. You know what I'm saying? So black women, please, please let me... In, like the black women in live, understand we do not have allies with these white women. They not our friends. They not. They looking for ways to oppress us and use us the same way that white men do. You know what I'm saying? They stay the ones taking our lingo, appropriating our culture, and, and, and trying to take ownership of it. And never giving us any of the credit for the stuff that we do, the stuff that we've created, the, the culture that we've manufactured. You know what I'm saying? That we've made out of thin air because our culture was ripped and stolen away from us. What type of, and, and then what, let, let me just, there's so many facets of this that bothers me on so many different levels. How are black men able to oppress anyone? Do they own the banks? Do they own land and deny, deny people housing? Are they the owner of these Fortune 500 companies and, and not hiring our people? Is that black men who's doing that to black women? You feel me? And black women, we got we got to get we have to use more of our brain than to be so hyped with this idea of like, oh, black women are the saviors. Black women, we're the leaders, and we're leading this country into. We love to hear stuff like that because it makes us feel good. Hell no, bro! I'm not saving none of. Look, look, look. That ain't my place. My place ain't to save this country that can't stand me. You feel me? This country sit up and campaign for me. Black women, we love you so much. We want you to be the savior. But as soon as I pop a little black boy out, they gonna want him dead. What happened to all that black women are the saviors and all that type of stuff then? All right, so that was the clip I wanted to end with. Um, and at some point I'm gonna have that conversation about uh, this alliance with black women and white liberals, specifically white women. And I'm gonna have the conversation about how white women um, can easily 
be given the title of possibly the most egregious oppressors of the black community and who a group of a demographic of people who have capitalized the most off of white supremacy directly, not indirectly through their men, but directly through um, having access to affirmative action, having access to the grants, millions upon millions of dollars in grant money that should have went to minority orgs and minority businesses. Also jobs that should have went to um, actual minority, actual minorities um, and specifically black people, but until they change the legislation to involve other people. Um, so when you, if you actually had data on it, calculated it, they would probably, the sums of money that they have looted from the black community over the past 40 years is at a cap level that is astronomical. And a result of that, uh, us not having access to those resources and that capital is, has been detrimental. So we'll have that conversation at another